You're listening to the World Watch Weekly Podcast by Open Doors Canada. The goal of this podcast is to help you pray for your persecuted family. Since 1955, when Brother Andrew went behind the Iron Curtain for the first time, Open Doors has been strengthening persecuted Christians where faith costs the most. For more information about Open Doors Canada or about the World Watch List, please visit our website at www.opendoorsca.org. Enjoy today's episode. Hello again. I'm Jared. With me, as always, is Andrew. Hey, everyone. How's it going? Today, we are headed to Central Asia to talk about uh, the number 18 country on the World Watch list, which is Uzbekistan. And Andrew, I have to confess that just prior to recording this episode, I had to Google Uzbekistan because um, I know the region where it is, but it's one of those countries that if you ask me to point it out on the map amidst all the other uh, stands of Central Asia, couldn't have done it. Uh, okay. So, so what did you learn? Well, I have, I can now identify Uzbekistan on the map. It is uh, directly south of Kazakhstan and uh, shares a border with it. So mm-hmm. now I know. Excellent. Well, I, I think I could now find it too. <laughs> <laughs> Central Asia is an interesting uh, part of the world. And it's an interesting part, place for Christians. It's a Central Asia is a very interesting region because it sees the violence of Islamic extremism and the relentless pressure of communism collide. You can see the pressure of a former communist system through the pressure put on by the government. So, for example, no religious activities beyond state-run and state-controlled institutions are allowed. Protestants are frequently branded as extremists for their practice of religion outside state-sanctioned structures. Excuse me. And it's very common that members of Protestant churches are regarded as followers of this alien sect that has only one goal, which would be to spy on and destroy the current political system. And so from this perspective, Protestant Christians need to not only be controlled, but if necessary, eradicated. Security forces have stepped up monitoring measures in order to find quote-unquote extremists. Yeah, and so Christians face persecution from the state through the police, secret service and local authorities monitoring religious activities by various means like bugging homes, tapping phones, infiltrating groups, and even attending church services. Uh, And so that sounds really familiar to the type of things uh, you would hear about when you read a book like God Smuggler. Because these are countries that were part of the USSR and would have, you know, have that, that communist Mm-hmm. My, I don't, communist mindset, but they, they have that communist history. And yep. so the, the state runs in that way. And you still have the, the remnants of communism still today is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. And so Christians in unregistered churches suffer repeatedly from police raids, threats, arrests, and fines. There's one believer who was arrested during uh, the 2020 world watch list reporting period from open doors. The believer was in prison for five days and the judge told him, do your prayers at home. It's against the law of our state to meet for worship without state registration. Mm-hmm. And so the state does not want the church to evangelize. Uh, so they only allow registered churches to distribute religious materials. One of the ways of prohibiting evangelism or proselytization uh, is that it is illegal to preach in the language of Uzbek. Mm. But uh, you can only do it in uh, Russian. However, Russian is only spoken by the older generation, making church growth more difficult. And also many Christians have been arrested for trying to convert local Muslims. 
So non-Orthodox Christians are known to be detained, fined, beaten simply for possessing Christian materials or simply participating in illegal religious groups, which most non-Orthodox churches are deemed illegal religious groups. Right. And so on the other side, you have the, the Islamic culture uh, in Uzbekistan, which means believers from Muslim backgrounds bear the brunt of the persecution. If uh, indigenous citizens who, who would be Muslim convert to Christianity, they are likely to experience pressure and occasionally physical violence from their families, friends, and local community to force them to return to their former faith. Some converts are locked up by their families for long periods, beaten, and may eventually be expelled from their communities. Local mullahs preach against them, so, and so adding pressure. As a result, most uh, converts will do their best to hide their faith, and they become so-called secret believers. And despite all of this, the number of Uzbek believers is growing. Some of the Uzbek Christians have developed a vision to reach out to uh, Uzbek people who live in neighboring countries, and they're active in those areas too. Many uh, of the Uzbek Christians have faced opposition from the moment they left Islam, but in spite of their hardships, they persevere in their faith. Absolutely. I want to share a story with you of a, of a Uzbek believer, Aziz. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to read to you uh, the story in his words. When I became a Christian, my brother was extremely angry. He came to my house one time in the middle of the night while my wife, children, and I were sleeping, and he drove straight into our house with a small truck. After my conversion to Christianity, my brother wanted to have nothing, uh, wanted to have nothing to do with me. My father, sister, and other family members lived in the same village. When I visited them, I tried to visit my brother also. Again and again, he became very angry as soon as he saw me and said, Go away. What are you doing here? I don't want anything to do with you. For 20 years, we did not have contact with each other. About four years ago, something happened. My nephew, the son of my oldest brother, became a believer. Because he was so afraid of how his father would respond, he came to my house together with his wife and children. Not long after, I got a phone call from my brother. If my son is in your house, I will set your house on fire with everything and everyone in it. That was a serious threat. So my nephew and his family fled to another place. But one day his father caught him and wanted to kill his son. Thankfully, he didn't succeed, but he beat him up terribly. My nephew was taken to the hospital. He had to be operated on on his face and his nose was broken. In the years that followed, time and time again, I encouraged my nephew to visit his father, despite the danger. My brother still didn't want anything to do with me. Surprisingly, about a year ago, it seemed his attitude changed a bit. He asked someone to deliver a bag to me containing four round breads, raisins, and, the, and a hat. Giving someone bread in Uzbekistan, uh, for example, when you go to visit someone, is a sign of being connected. Not long after, my brother became so ill that he could only lie in bed. I visited him and asked if I could pray for him. And for the very first time, I was able to tell him about the gospel. Before, when I started to talk about that, he would walk out of the house because he wanted to hear nothing about it. Now he couldn't go anywhere because of his illness. The heart of my brother is becoming softer and softer. And he's in contact again, both with his son and me. That's an incredible story when you when you think of the the pressure the the threats what 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 aziz's brother was willing to do simply because both aziz and his son had become followers of christ 
So we need to pray for Aziz and his family. We need to pray that God will continue to work in the heart of his brother and uh, bring him to faith in Jesus. So why don't we move into a time of prayer? For our listeners, here are some ways you can pray along with us for believers in Uzbekistan. You can pray for believers who have converted from Islam, who often experience isolation in their new faith, as well as the fear and pressure they experience, knowing that their family's discovery of their conversion can mean ridicule, persecution, and even death. Each time these new believers reach out for Christian fellowship and community, they put their lives in danger, along with the lives of those they meet with. Mm -hmm. Let's also uh, pray for country itself. Uzbekistan has one of the harshest dictatorships in Central Asia. They will do anything to remain in power. All forms of opposition and deviation from the norm are attacked. Christianity is one of these. So let's pray for change and for acceptance of Christianity in Uzbekistan. And of course, we'll pray for Aziz and his family. We'll pray that God will help him and his nephew and their families to remain strong in their faith in Christ, whatever they might face. And we'll pray that God will work in the heart of Aziz's brother and bring him to faith in Jesus. So why don't we pray together? Lord God, Uzbekistan is a nation of people whom you know and love so dearly. Lord, you know the hairs on everyone's head. You know their names and their histories and their struggles and their needs and their backgrounds. And Lord, we pray today that you would protect your children in the nation of Uzbekistan. We pray for believers who have converted from uh, the religion of Islam and who face pressure because of that. We pray that despite the hardships that they face, that you would help them to stand strong in their faith. We pray that those who would seek to do them harm uh, would be prevented and that you would uh, provide protection for your children. Lord, we know that um, believers put themselves in danger whenever they seek to worship you in public with other people. And so we pray that, uh, Lord, this would just change and that there would be new measures put in place to allow for public worship and uh, public evangelization and preaching in the language of Uzbek. Lord, we pray that the government of Uzbekistan um, would uh, would remove some of these harsher restrictions, Lord, that there would be changes made. And it's such a big thing to ask, Lord, to change the structure of a nation, and yet you've done greater things than this. So we pray that uh, the understanding of Christianity as a deviation from the norm would change. May it be accepted, Lord, as a, as a true form of worship. And we pray that uh, you would do a work in the hearts of those who make the decisions on a federal level. And Lord, we also pray for this brother Aziz and for his family. We thank you for the courage that he shows and for his nephew and his nephew's family who, uh, despite being persecuted by their own father, uh, still remain strong in their faith. We pray that you will continue to protect them. Lord, we pray that Uh, Aziz and his nephew's testimony would uh, be an incredible witness among their families, especially for Aziz's brother. Lord, we thank you for the opportunities they have had to share the gospel um, with Aziz's brother. We thank you for signs that he is a little more receptive to it. Uh, And so we pray that you will continue to do a work in his heart. Lord, we trust that uh, someday uh, in the uh, the new heavens and the new earth, Lord, we will just see these Uzbek believers um, who have who have chosen to follow you. We thank you for that beautiful promise. And we trust that you will do great things here on earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. And until next Wednesday, have a good week.
thank you for listening to this episode of World Watch Weekly from Open Doors Canada. For more information on how to pray for our persecuted family, please visit our website, www.opendoorsca.org. Click Get Involved, and then click Prayer.